this is the gospel? The good news of God with us? God, God, literally the creator of all heaven and earth, the liberator of the slaves out of Egypt who came up against Pharaoh and led the Israelite children out through the Red Sea on dry land and into the wilderness and into the promised land who has established the throne of David and will eventually establish it forever and ever. God has come to earth as a baby, like swaddled up in, in diaper rags. Like they're not going to use nice fabric for a diaper. Like God is a baby? like a stinky, smelly, poopy baby living in a house in Bethlehem, which is kind of like a backwater city. Like, it's a small town. Like, it's, it's maybe like the kind of town you'd make a joke about. Like, oh, Bethlehem, you know, like there's two wineries and a synagogue and that's it. Like, we drive through those, we drive through those towns on the way to some other town. God is living in a small town as a baby, God, again, God, the literal creator of the whole world, and the religious leaders have apparently missed the memo until a couple of guys who are sort of those people who post on Facebook and go, it's okay if you're not feeling well because Mercury is in retrograde. These astrologers from some other far-off land, now when I say astrologers, I literally mean the kind of people that read the chart of the zodiac and go, you know, you were never going to have a good relationship with your brother because of your rising Aquarius. And you're like, uh-huh, sure, okay. These people show up in the holy city and go, hey, we heard there's a new Jewish king born, and the king, the current Jewish king is going, uh-huh, did you? You know what? Go find him for me. This sounds great. I'm very excited when you find him to go worship him and not kill him at all because he's not at all a giant threat to my throne. This sounds great. Have fun. Bethlehem's just like six miles down the road. You're super close. This is the good news? <laughs> that God was born into the world and was swaddled and wore diapers and sucked his thumb and then had to flee to Egypt from a murderous king? Shouldn't the good news be something more like God came to the world and everyone was really joyous about it. Shouldn't the good news be the prophecy of Isaiah, of this long ago prophet, who said, nations will come to your light, kings to the brightness of your dawn. They'll load up camels, which is where we get camels for the three wise men. Kings will load up camels with Frankenstein, no wait, frankincense and myrrh and come from far off lands to worship and praise this the, the prophecy is finally coming true look at this good news that finally the pagans and gentiles the greeks the romans the italians the germans the norwegians even the swedes are coming to the city of god Look at this good news that a great star has appeared to signal the birth of the Jewish king. Look at this good news. These, these magi, these wise ones, have traveled from so far and finally, like it's been prophesied for ages, come to the holy city of Zion, which is Jerusalem. 
Look at this good news. When they were not in the right city, the star reappears. They make it to Jerusalem. They ask for this newborn king. He's nowhere to be found. And the star reappears to guide them to Bethlehem. But that's not where the story ends. Because King Herod is not seeking the child to worship him, but to kill him. In the continuation of this chapter, slaughters all the children in Bethlehem under age two. Because God forbid there be a challenge to his throne. This is the good news. <laughs> this is the good news of God among us, that God had to run off as a little swaddled baby to Egypt and flee this murderous king. This is the good news. Couldn't the good news have been that there was a big star, everybody looked at it and went, wowee, and the whole world changed? The star is not what the Magi have come to worship. And the star is also not the only guide they follow. Those Magi also needed human wisdom. They needed the interpretation that their traditions had handed down to point them to this star and to say that heralds the birth of a new Jewish king. They needed the wisdom of those who had come before them and the wisdom that they had to interpret it and apply it. It's astrology in this time is something like a combination of science and folklore, as about as close as to science as you can get 2,000 years ago. And so this appearance of a star heralds something important. The Magi also didn't just need human wisdom, but also scriptural prophecy. They make it as far as Jerusalem, because a star has told them that a king of the Jewish people has been born, and Jerusalem is the holy city, so the connection seems obvious. They make it to Jerusalem, but there find no baby, and there rely on the point of scripture to say, just as the prophet Micah has said, that the Messiah will be born in Bethlehem. They need a revelation then, too. They make it to Bethlehem, guided by the star that reappears and brings them to the house, and they kneel down and worship. And then that night, one, or all three, or four, if you count Josh, hear a message from the Lord. You have to count Josh, right, Rosie? Yeah. All, all of these wise ones, these magi, hear a message from the Lord, go home by another road. An unquestioning trust would not have been the good news. An unquestioning trust would have meant the magi showed up in Jerusalem, got the edict from Herod to go off and find the child, and then come back and reported, oh king, we found the next king unquestioning trust would have revealed Jesus' location to this murderous king. Today, as we've done in several years past, you're invited to choose a star word. And these star words are some middle way between a mantra and a resolution to help point our direction in the new year. Last year, when we were worshiping only at home, 
I had the pastoral burden of picking each of your star words and mailing them out and thinking through, okay, whose house, like I thought over every envelope about whose house it was going to. This year you're on your own. This year you get to walk to the table in the back, uh, either as you come up for communion or go back or as you leave worship today and pick a star that speaks to you. Which is good because when I had to assign them, I felt a little bit like I was doing a little more spiritual work than I have the right to do, to say, you get this word and you get this word and you, you get this word. Because our star words are, just as the star in Bethlehem, are not about unquestioning trust. Our star words require reflection. Our star words require not just me as the pastor and the religious authority, who if we find a parallel to me in the story, is probably one of the religious scholars in Jerusalem going, oh yeah, I guess the Messiah is sort of supposed to be like born in Bethlehem th this year. Oh boy. It's good to not put too much unquestioning trust in our religious leaders. It's good to not put too much unquestioning trust in anything, in our family traditions, in what we might draw randomly out of a hat. We need multiple testimonies coming together to help guide us the way the star guided the Magi. We have the confessions of scripture that help guide and orient us. The reminders from the law and the prophets and from Jesus and from Paul about the way that we live in community in love and care for our neighbor. We need the teachings of science, slightly improved since 2,000 years ago, that help us understand how to care for each other and the world around us. We need the lessons of history that help inform and guide us. We need the attention of politics because anybody who was paying a little bit of attention would have known that the moment the wise men showed up and said, hey, King Herod, new king, where at? And King, and king Herod said, new phone, who dis? Meaning, no, there's no baby here. Anyone at that point, if they were truly wise, would have known not to tell Herod where the baby was. Sometimes we need the wisdom of paying attention to the political machinations, to people who still want to cling to power and control and understand how we interact with them. And sometimes, too, we need the signs that are revealed to us, the moments of inspiration that come at 3 a.m. where suddenly things click, and you go, ooh, tomorrow I will go a different way. Tomorrow I will go a different way. Today, as you are invited to draw a star word and in our faith lives that walk before us, guided by the star that points to Jesus, we are asked not to worship the star, not to worship science, not even to worship scripture, but rather to pay attention to where we are being sent. Pay attention to where our focus is drawn. Pay attention to how that star Scripture, science, history, political awareness, family tradition points us to Jesus. So as you draw your star today, pay attention. Where is your focus sent for this coming year? Amen. Amen.